This nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds. It was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Mayday, mayday. Going down. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. Welcome back. The Swerve. Oh, you guys weren't kidding about bringing the energy. <laughs> the Swerve podcast. We're back it's again. another week. We're back. We're, st- uh, we're still doing it. <laughs> It'll never go away. Um, we're okay. back. Hey, welcome back to The Swerve, where we're still uh, begging you for money. <laughs> and still haven't received a fucking dollar, so it's not working. But that's and it still in isolation. <laughs> yeah, and no, still I, in isolation. Yeah, yeah. So come on, people out there, I know that you guys got some extra Serb money kicking around. Come on, <laughs> that's a Canadian reference. No one else will know what that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, for those of you who are new listeners to this podcast, we are three random guys on a mission to understand everything in the universe one obscure topic at a time. So our premise is super simple. Every week we pick a topic that we don't really know anything about or haven't even heard of in a lot of cases. We research it and then we discuss it on the fly and try to figure it out. Um, So that is what the Swerve podcast, we take you on a swerve. Go off the beaten path, swerve off course. Just a roller coaster, roller coaster. And we do so while drinking the entire time. That's right. There's a secondary component to this podcast. Woo! <laughs> Envy, your next, uh, um, your next uh, Corona you open, you should do the thing with the knife. You know, have you seen that online where everyone like taps it twice and then and then pops it? Oh no, I haven't seen that. No. Oh, here I'll see. I can see it. I'm sure everyone, you know, to our four listeners out there. Um, <laughs> has seen it you like they like take the bottle and they like take a butter knife they like tap it twice at the like at the throat or the neck or whatever and then okay. they then they hit the top and they take like the top bit of the glass off like super clean yeah that's not happening you should try not it next to the laptop fuck that <laughs> oh it'll be a bit <laughs> i've never seen that but that sounds uh irresponsible irresponsible um, that's not how we roll at the swerve doing irresponsible stuff so uh, we're doing the round table. What we're Let's do, yeah. What's on the table today? What do we have? I think we're all uh, not mixing it up again. I'm, I'm not. I'll start. I'm doing vodka water to yep. maintain this cut. So that's where I'm at. Nice. I'm pretty much at saying fuck the cut and still drinking Coronas. <laughs> I'm with you on that, Envy, but I'm doing Budweiser. Mm. Very nice. Very nice. All right. So, uh, yeah, nothing exciting on that front, but that's okay. But hey, today's topic, though. Today's topic, uh, very weird. Four one one phenomenon. Yeah, very interesting topic. Um, 
I guess we should just jump into the basics because missing 411 is kind of weird. Basically, hopping right into it, it's an unexplained or paranormal dis- disappearances uh, of people in national forests and parks. So there's a large list of disappearances that seem to cluster around national parks. Um, and it, it's kind of a weird phenomenon. And at face value, it doesn't really sound, I don't know, that appealing. You might be like, well, obviously people would go missing. But once you start getting into some of the cases, it does get a little bit uh, eerie, which we'll get into when we go. Yeah. But I think like still in the basics on this, the main dude, his name is Paul Politis. Uh, he popularized the missing 411 phenomenon. I He's a Bigfoot guy. David. Is it David? I oh, you're right. It's David it's, uh, it is. It is David. <laughs> I have Paul in my notes, but it's David Politis. Or you know, like, honestly, fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is. Megan, you're making us look like a bunch of amateurs here, man. Come on. Yeah, I know. Um, honestly, I mean, that was just a test. See, we're paying attention, this, though. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Well, good thing you caught it. Cause I, the, he's like, "Fuck!" They did their research this week. <laughs> no, I, I've I've learned from Keith Ranieri, so <laughs> <laughs> from last week's episode. But um, he yeah, honestly, like his last name is fucked up. It just he sounds like Pilates. Like when I first read it, <laughs> yeah, like David Pilates. <laughs> he must David be pretty Pilates. fit. <laughs> that's literally i was like pilates P- pilates like what the i think fuck? it's politis politis that sounds like a plague so yeah it sounds like some sort of like just like genetical or gen- genetical um genital words genital yes <laughs> genital thank you words or some shit like that so yeah he 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 has a book series called missing 411 and he has a couple documentaries under the same brand and they basically, they outline weird disappearances that occurred around national parks. Um, he also, his background, just so we're clear on it, he, he had 20 plus years of service in law enforcement with the San Jose Police Department. And he's a former police detective. So that's kind of his background. Yeah. And he's got at least 15 years of detective work. Yeah. Belt, so so he, he was intrigued by these missing persons cases and he when he started investigating them he started coming across some very weird instances and that's kind of what he is all about now mm-hmm. he's you know he kind of attributes like a mysterious unspecified cause to a lot of these disappearances that's something which I did we'll like, get into yeah like he, he didn't really say oh this is the reason why or this is a culprit he just kind of like lets you make up your own mind but he's like i do have my own opinion and i'm getting closer to what I think is the answer, right. but he does, he never really says what it is. Yeah, that's true. He's, well, honestly, he does have pretty extreme biases when we, yeah. once we get into it, but, <laughs> but you're right. He's, he kind of, he, he puts the pieces out there, but once the pieces are out there, there's really only one way to connect them. And it's kind of weird. So but we'll see that when we talk about the cases, I just kind of wanted to, before we get into it, I wanted to throw out right off the bat that there are a lot of skeptics uh, against or that oppose this missing 411. Um, for instance, I saw that there's the SkeptiCamp organization, Skeptical Inquirer, and specifically this guy named Kyle Pollock. He's a data, he has a, it's called the Data Skeptic Podcast. And 
you know, they, they kind of all have information. They're like, you know, these are easily explainable. They're not, there's always an explanation, you know, the evidence might seem weird, but there's, you can always figure it out kind of thing. Um, yeah. I think his, this quote is outside the, he's like outside the frequency that one would expect or that there is anything unexplainable that I was able to identify or, or sorry, nothing is outside the frequency that one would expect. Is yeah. What Kyle Pollock is also a data scientist. So he does have some sort of, I, I guess he has a background that could be supported. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like his, a lot of the skeptics, they claim that a lot of these missing cases can be explained by like falls or sudden health crises or, uh, you know, someone becoming immobilized off the trail and being attacked by an animal, something like that, or even just a deliberate disappearance, just someone, just I, I'm just going to get, not even that, just like, I'm going to pretend like I'm lost so I can get the fuck out of here because I hate my family. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what they're kind of spouting. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there while we're in the basics still before we get into it, because some of these cases are very fucked up. And I just wanted to give two sides of the coin before we do it. Okay. So, so I'm just going to say right now, I'm probably on that side of the coin. So I want you to change my mind. Change my mind. Well, I'm not going to try change your mind, but I will present evidence that you might, that All right. might. All right. I'm not going to deliberately try. <laughs> That's so right. I think before we, there's really good case studies I want to talk about. But maybe even before we get into case studies, uh, there's like a common profile associated with all of the disappearances, at least that this uh, Pilates guy <laughs> is interested in. Uh, so the, there's a couple points. And I'm just going to spout them off quick and we can maybe talk a little bit about them. But the common profile for all the missing persons, there's obviously there's a point of separation. So that's at some point, someone leaves the group somehow or sight of them is lost. So the point of separation, and that, I mean, that's obvious. Like every missing person is going to have something like that. Um, the time of the disappearance appears to be common. Um, uh, the disappearance occurs near boulder fields or near water, which, I mean, that can be obvious as well. <laughs> like if you're a missing person getting swept down a river, I mean, or falling down some boulders, hmm, not too surprising. A weird, a weirder one is there's always not, it's not weirder, but there's always some kind of weather event. So like yeah. in some cases, a weird <laughs> fog will come in out of nowhere and then someone just vanishes or there's like a, like a, like a, a split storm out of nowhere. And it, it either maybe caused the person to be lost or completely makes it very difficult to do a search because the storm just comes out of nowhere when they're searching. Um, yeah, so uh, just quickly on that, yeah. one of the things they try and do is get dogs in there to track scent and stuff. And it makes it difficult for the dogs to do that when there's a storm that kind of washes away or blows away yeah. scent. So. It just seems odd that like there's always, it's, that's the thing. It's like, there's always some weird weather event. Uh, it's not like, it's like they can't, they never just get an easy search when these people go missing. But on the canines, the other common profile, the canines can't track. Whether or not there's a storm, for some reason, the canines seem to not be able to find anything. Like, they don't even, they have no alerts. Yeah, so God. essentially what happens is the canines will have an initial trail to follow, and they'll get to a point where it just disappears, and they can't go any further. Yeah. The other thing, often 
the remains are not found. Um, sometimes they are, but most often not. And the other weird thing is a lot of items are not found uh, either like people's pistols or, or their bows or whatever, if they're hunters. And those are like items that they're not easily decayable. So like they're not, they shouldn't be degrading. Like you should be able to find someone's fucking rifle, you know, but when we get into the searches they do and you see how extensive they are, that's something you should be finding in my opinion. And the, the weird thing is if they are found, they're often found in areas that were previously searched. So like you'll have like a whole search team go through an area, not once, they'll go through it twice, three times, and they'll find nothing. And then out of nowhere, they'll just find, they'll come back to it and they'll find like a pair of boots perfectly placed. It's, it's weird. Um, <laughs> the other common thing is a lot of the missing people, if they are found, they are, they're missing clothing of some sort or clothing is just found. Yeah. So additionally to that, like, those missing things, they, they also never can remember what exactly happened to them. They're always kind of like disorientated. Like they'll remember like before and then after they were like back at the location, whether from where they disappeared or from where they were found. But in between, they never have any recollection of it. And then there's some explanations as to why that is, but we'll get into those. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually a good point. Um, the, the cause of death is not determined usually. It's usually always an unknown cause of death if remains are found. And the other thing that's the common thing is the geographical clustering. It always, a lot of these missing persons cases that fit these profiles, they, they're near, they cluster around certain national parks or forests. Um, at least this is the common profile that uh, Mr. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Pilates. Pilates. <laughs> How do you forget that? Well, it's not his name. We're just his real name, Pilates. David Pilates. We can call him Pilates. Envy's the pronunciation guy. Where is he on this? I don't know. Pilates. Pilates, Pilates it is. I think it's Pilates. <laughs> Pilates. <laughs> That's at least the profile that he's come up with. And I think he's investigated 1,200 to 1,600 of these cases, mm-hmm. uh, according to him. He's found no one? No, they find people sometimes, but often oh. not. I do want to mention quickly too, though, like, so his search does originate within the U.S. initially. So when Magnum says clusters, it's clusters around those certain national parks that they appear. But then mm-hmm. it, there's other searches within international, like, scape, where in other countries, again, it'll be, like, within segregated clusters. So it won't be like, oh, there's one here, one on the other side of the country. It'll be like... Within this cluster, in this country, it appears here. Within this country, in this cluster, it appears there. So there is a pattern, so to speak, but it's international as well, not just within the U.S. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. I think he started looking. There's a lot in Canada that he's been looking at too, like Vancouver area, stuff like that. Okay, so that's the the profile of these missing persons. But do we want to go through some case studies? I have I have a couple that... I thought were interesting that I came yeah, across. Go for um, it. I'm going to cease to exist. Got to go take a piss. You, how do we suck at podcasting? Um, okay, I'm going to get. We do suck at it. I mean, you guys suck at it. The fact that we fuckers. have like four listeners is actually impressive. I'm going to. Okay, I'm going to talk about Dior Cuns uh, first, and this is like this is an interesting case. This is a case study. This is a case study. Dior so, Cuns. Yes. 
Dior. Is this this person's name? Yeah. Excuse me. Jesus Christ. Okay. That's good content right there. Dior, he he went missing while camping with his family on July 10th, 2015 in eastern Idaho. So he's two years old at the time of his disappearance. And he, he was with his parents, Jessica Mitchell and Dior Kunz Sr., which was his father. He's also with his great-grandfather, Robert Walton, and Walton's friend named Isaac Renwald. So there's four adults at this campsite and one two-year-old. Okay. So they're camping. They're from this place called Lador. Uh, I guess it's like a small town. And they're camping nearby at this campsite called Timber Creek Campground. It's kind of remote and kind of in a mountainous area. And I guess it's like 10 miles west of Lador where they're from. So it's, it's, it's not super far is the thing. And if you look at the campsite, it's, it's a very small campsite. There's literally like a picnic table and like a fire pit. There's not a lot there. It's very small. It's kind of somewhat, there's a, there's a Creek nearby, like, like 50 feet away from the camp, but the Creek is not, uh, it's not big. Like, it's just like, it's a very small Creek. It's not okay. like a, it's not like a river or a stream where something can get washed away in. Like when I was looking at it in like the photos and the videos and whatnot, it's, it's a very small Creek in that campsite. But so that's just to picture, picture the site. So yeah. what happens is I guess two thirty-five PM uh, the mom calls nine one one and she says her son has disappeared. And like, she's, she's distraught. She's like, we need to get search and rescue rescue. You know, our sons are missing for 10 to 15 minutes. We can't find him. So they call nine one one. And what's really weird about how it happened. So Dior senior, the father uh, and the mother, Jessica, they're walking with their son to show him some minnows in the Creek that I was talking about. Okay. But the son he was like tired or something. And he decided he wanted to go back to the grandfather who was at the campsite, like near the fire pit. So the Creek is like 50 feet away. It's not hidden or anything. It's like literally right there. If you, when you see the videos of it and shit. Right. So like the kid they're walking to go, they were initially walking to go show him the minnows. And then the kid goes back to the grandfather. It's like, honestly, it's 50 feet away. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Miss gone that they never see him again. Kid just disappeared. Kid's gone. Like he just vanished in thin air. Yeah, gone. That's the last time anyone ever saw him. It wasn't like they were on a hike in the mountains far out. They were literally at this campsite that has has literally one picnic table and a fire pit. There is that creek. And like I said, it's like like 50 paces away. Kid turns back. The parents continue going to the minnows, assuming the kid's like going to go right to the grandfather because he's right there. No one sees the kid again. Maybe it's like that show with Sandra Bullock where she has to wear like her, uh, what's that fucking movie called? Where she can't, you can't look at the monsters because you get snatched up. Mm. Yeah. So, huh? Bird Box? Bird Box, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like one of those weird thing yeah. yeah it could be so the thing is like the the How mother old was the kid you say two years old oh well okay first of all why the fuck are you letting a two two-year-old walk back alone 
like uh, did you hear really... did you hear what i on it, you can say that but it, no, it'd be I, like, I it's like the it's, distance it's, it's, of crossing the road it's like yeah, not that far no i i understand 50 feet is is nothing but again that's a two-year-old who just probably just learned to walk okay like, yo i listen there's those those are all fair criticisms but it's an odd that's odd it is nonetheless I will quickly mention though. I better sign better made those parents go to some parenting classes. They shouldn't be allowed to have kids anymore. How do you lose your kid like that? Come on. Have you seen that video? Like, I don't know if it's fake or not, but it's like that one eagle that swoops down and picks up that little kid. Yeah, but that video is fake. Okay, that's fake. But maybe a two-year-old kid. Some some people claim some people claim that that was maybe what happened. Maybe a bird of prey. Um, The counter argument to that would be. You'd find the body, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, you should be able to find the body. It's not like an eagle is going to carry the kid like two, like ten miles away. Excuse me. Or and also like you would see some kind of indication of uh, an animal attack. Like there should be blood somewhere. Yeah, you'd be able to trace it. But but let's well, just say, that's that's a theory. But I want to say this. Like, let me talk about the search. So I said the mom calls the the police. They immediately yeah. get a search and rescue team going. So this was a, this is the search. It's 200 plus people involved. It's a huge thing. It gets national news. It's a very big deal. They have canines. They have 200 or more people. Um, they also have infrared helicopters that were used. They do an 11 day extensive search. They're literally turning over rocks in the creek, searching everything they possibly can. Nothing shows up. They cannot find the kid anywhere. 11-day search, 200-plus people, infrared helicopters, nothing. Very odd. If maybe should they use the Judas goats? <laughs> yes. We should call her a bunch of... <laughs> Some uh, Judas so, two-year-old. Throw back to the done. San Diego campaign, right. episode nine. Um, so it's it's an odd case. It's one of those ones where it's like, I don't know. There's so many theories you could have. And a lot of people blame the parents. Like they think they might have murdered the kid, and the kid maybe never was say, even at the campsite. Literally, could be one of the things. Like they, they could that's just kill the kid. And man, that's not where my head was going. That you guys are dark. Well, it's not Holy. like I mean these are these are theories people have, and I don't want to discredit like the people. Like obviously, this family's still around, and like they're probably they. they I don't know. Like it's one of those things. There's there is some people that speculate the parents were involved. Uh, but it's one of those things. Like, it's really difficult to explain. It's what happened. Like the kid, it was literally a 10 second walk back and it, the kid vanishes and there's, look how extensive the search was and they didn't find anything. But that's like in support of that other theory that is hearsay. Like it's just them saying, Oh, the kid was with us. He turned around and he was gone. But like you mentioned, the, the kid could have never been there. They could have sold the kid to someone. A two-year-old is not going to remember that. They could have just sold so, the kid. Oh, okay. Let me throw in some caveats real quick because I hear exactly what you're saying. And I just want to say, like, when I was watching these parents in interviews, they seemed – I believed them. There's a lot of sketchy stuff associated with it, but I really believe the father. He, I don't think he – if there was weird shit that happened, I don't think he was involved at all. Like he, he seemed the most distraught. The mother was super distraught as well, but there's some weird things that came up uh, in the research. So one, they did hire a private investigator to help them find their son, but 
the private investigator ended up withdrawing from the investigation. Uh, and I just want to give you, a, I'm going to give you a quote from the letter he sent them. It says, I am withdrawn. This is the private investigator sending the note to the parents. He says, I am withdrawing from the investigation because of circumstances beyond my control, including but not limited to a breach of trust on your part concerning your refusal to allow me to make this case national. So the parents... So the parents didn't want this to go national. No. The thing is, they had offers from like, I don't know, like Oprah. Like, you know, like big things. Like, and honestly, if your kid's missing, you want his face everywhere, right? You want that everywhere. They didn't want that for some reason. Also... The private investigator, he acquired a $20,000 fund from someone that could be used as a reward if someone had information leading to this, and the parents didn't want that advertised. So I don't know. That seems That's kind of sketchy. It is strange. Yeah, it is strange. So like I said, when I, I just want to preface this. The parents, like when I was looking at the, like, the interviews, I do think that I believe them, but... This is there's some interesting things that come up. Another thing, here, go ahead. Just quickly say, like, in terms of psychopaths, like psychopaths, they, they can't even show like emotions, right? Like they don't be, have genuine emotions, they just imitate other other yeah, people's emotions. Crocodile they, tears. Yeah, they, they trick like everyone around them. And I, I think one of the things that you end up getting is like just an uneasy feeling around around those people, like if you're in their presence. But you that wouldn't be, be able to tell that they're not that they're not genuine i mean that could be too um do you get an uneasy presence around sociopaths i thought that was kind of the lure of them that you don't very charismatic well, yeah they, they actually yeah. they, they called that uh feeling the creeps like you literally get the creeps around the person but here's the it thing. wasn't like ted and bundy like super good with the ladies because he would just lure them in and then do his thing yeah but well, he was a murderer he wasn't a like a person devout like uh, he wasn't a person who did not possess emotions yeah like psychopaths i'm referring to psychopaths like, do not possess yeah, no. their own emotions they can't admit any so they just learn to imitate what they, they imitated dope, like perfectly mm. yeah very very good at that so the other thing the guy says um okay so this is this i want to say this quote because this is also in the letter that the private investigator sent He says, in my professional opinion, both of you lied and misrepresented the true facts that could solve the mystery of your missing son. He goes on to say, the searches are only used by you to cover a possible crime that one or both of you committed, uh, parentheses, emphasis added. So the private investigator thinks there's more to the story. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get rid of your two-year-old, can't you just go drop it off at the fire station like a normal person would? <laughs> like, why do you got to straight up murder the kid? Let's give him a chance. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing out the facts that I found in the research. So the other thing too, in the, okay, I just want to present the sketchiness to it. So like we said that it was, there's a, it's a very weird disappearance and it doesn't make sense. There's 50 feet away and the kid's vanished. But like, there could be more to the story. So I'm just trying to give both sides of the coin right now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. So, so you're, okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know. There, I have more case studies I want to get to. So that's, that's one. That's the Dior Ledor case. I want to get right, into this next, next one. This next one. <laughs> this is Jared Adadero. 
He is a three-year-old, goes missing October 2nd, 1999 uh, in Colorado uh, Pudre Canyon Resort. So, so are these missing cases, These the missing 411 stuff, yes. is this typically kids? No. No. It no? can okay. be, but I'm going to – I have – these first two are children that I'm going okay, through. I see. Okay. So he goes missing on a trail. It's called Big South Trail in that resort area. Uh, according to hikers, it's like a moderate trail. It's a very easy hike. You could do it with a kid. It's nothing crazy. Uh, what's weird about this one? So at the time that he went missing, there was like uh, a group of Christian singles at the resort. And so, okay. So the, the kid's father, like the kid is there with his family. Okay, but there's also this group of Christian singles, and the kid goes on the hike with the Christian singles without the parents. Okay, so this the Jared, the child, he's on this hike. He's with one of the adults from this group and his sister. And you know, as you're on a hike, like there's some people that are faster and slower or whatever, so you kind of spread out. So he's he's with one adult at the time. Um, Somehow the adult loses track of the kids. Uh, the, the, the adults said, I don't know if it was a he or a she, but that the child, she or he thought that the child was ahead of them. Uh, but so when she kept going forward or he kept going forward, they never found the kid. So she's like, fuck, like the kids, something, the kid's gone, not on the trail anymore. This is shitty. So she contacts the father, but so he's freaking out. He's like, fuck, my son's gone. Like I got to go. He gets in the truck, takes out over there. Uh, and they go searching for the kid. So they find that fishermen that were fishing on like a, I don't know if it was a stream or a river or a creek, but a, you know, passing water nearby on the trail, that they did see the kid and that the kid asked if bears were around. Uh, so there is, that's where he's last seen, the fishermen. So he goes missing from hmm. the trail, somehow comes across these fishermen, asks them if bears are around. And then, the, I don't know, he runs off or whatever. The fishermen don't see him again. So that's the last time the kid's seen. The and fishermen ask like, hey, like, where's your parents? Man? Yeah, they, probably, they probably did, or maybe, maybe they didn't. I don't know. I don't, I don't have more information. But So to me, there is an outlining like, like, similarity between the two cases. In both cases, the parents are just shitty at their jobs, at parenting. Well, okay, listen, the first one, it's hard to say that because – like literally the, like it it's not like it's not like they let the kid go back like a, like the grandpa was like in eyesight from but, them. I mean it wasn't they, that like it if was they murdered their kid that's not being a good parent well no well, obviously so but yeah that's just that's yeah. like <laughs> that was more of a swerve off the path like i just wanted to even present those, that like and i i presented it old. very biasedly it was very biased like there's <laughs> right. So let's take well, that with a grain of salt. Even 50 feet, like a parent is still like, it's a, it's a newly fucking newborn, like two-year-old walking. I agree. Just for the hey, first listen, time. I agree. Stick with it. Like, so I'm just saying shitty parents listen, in I both agree. cases. <laughs> I agree. But I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to play both sides of the coin here. Like, I don't want to just discredit. No, I understand. Thing. And then like the fishermen too, like you would let a, like a three-year-old walk up to you and then walk away from you. Well, without- fuck, it's like, yeah, yeah. You're like fucking shitty kid. Get the fuck out of here. What? A fish, motherfucker. Well, I mean, if, if like, they're like straight up fucking... Like, cutting into my fishing time. I hate my wife. I don't yeah. want to see no kids. <laughs> yeah, straight exactly. Straight up fucking rednecks. Just 
What? Get back on a path. What? Get, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so Pour me a beer. They get. <laughs> they get a. So they also have an extensive search for this kid. It's a 65-person search and rescue. They search 24 hours a day, even at night, for eight days. Uh, they have multiple canine units. They find nothing. Okay. So this is where the case okay. gets a little bit interesting. Well, more interesting. Three and a half years go by and nothing is found. So there's these two hikers, this guy Rob Osborne and Gareth Watts. They're hiking the Big South Trail, uh, two, 2003, June, so summer. And they climb up this rock field. They said it's like a 2,000 foot elevation. So it's a very high climb. And you have to scramble to get up there. So what that means is like they have to step on rocks and the rocks like slide down. And then yeah. you have to go. So it's like it's like two steps forward, one back the whole way up. Very, very rough terrain. Uh, there's no way a three-year-old could do this terrain. Like you have to be a, an experienced hiker to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's what they claim. They're like, there's no way this kid was up there. They go up there. They find perfectly in the rocks way up there. I think they were 550 feet up. They find perfectly in the rocks, his shoes, pristine condition. No marks, no dirt on them. I thought you were say they find no him anything. up there. He's five years old. He's just fucking hanging with the bears. <laughs> He's just fucking petting them. <laughs> He's like the guy from the fucking jungle book. That's why he asked. He's like, is there bears around? Like you fucking know, Tarzan. Like, yeah, right over there. Just goes, befriends the bears, becomes a yeah. bear man. No, that didn't happen. Bear, unfortunately. bear whisper. Man, bear peg. Man, bear <laughs> that's okay. honestly that's my conclusion of every event. That's who's responsible. Man, bear pig. Man, I'm gonna stick to that. It's probably more accurate than anything else. So, <laughs> so they find the shoes and they're they're like, what the fuck? Like on do they, you can they they still have the shoes in the video I was watching. There's no marks on them. There's no drag marks. So like, it, think say it was like a mountain lion or something and it was dragging the child. There'd be marks on it, dragging it all the way the fuck up there. There's nothing. The shoes are perfect. It's like someone just placed them there like perfectly. Like, and this three and a half years went by. Just think of like, you know, when like outside you see like a dirty fucking hobo hat and you're like, like on the ground or something and it's trashed. Yeah. It's like, there's... The thing would be, yeah, like it would have got rained on or something, yeah, like, snowed on everything, and it's fine. Yeah, because like being exposed to the elements would have done something to it. Yes. Yeah. Very odd. So here's so the I other guess. thing. Okay, they, go don't, ahead. they don't just find the shoes, so they find the kid's skull cap and his tooth sitting on top of a log, just placed on a log, not like. Like it was hidden under shit or they had to dig for it or it like got buried just perfectly on a log 550 feet up on this harsh mountain trail. Not even a trail, this hard. (laughs) Um, Okay. One more thing I want to add. They find his shirt and pants also. They, They take the pants and the shirts, they submit them. No evidence of animals. There's no animal DNA. There's no animal hairs. There's no blood or anything on the clothing at all. The The jacket looks really good. It's not shredded up or anything. And if it was a mountain lion attack, it would be shredded because they apparently they go for the stomach first and that's how they, they kill. They eat the stomach first. There's nothing like that. So it kind of excludes animal. The pants were inside out. They were a little bit shredded up. 
But what they had found was that mice and birds were using the pants as like uh, nesting material. So that kind of explains why they were a little bit like ragged, but the shoes were perfect. Jackets, pretty good condition. Um, and those things, they're just the, 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 the remains are just on top of a fucking log. Very fucked so, up. In my case, so I'm just going to, again, play a Dell's advocate and explain what, what my thinking immediately is. <clears throat> so, it, like, to me, one of the main things that comes to mind is this boy is a, was abducted by someone who was on that single Christian singles thing. That's what I was thinking. Murdered, and then they were just, they kept trophies. Yeah, that's, yeah. Of the child, and then... Because they're like maybe out of guilt or something later on, or just because they like they say that every murderer, in order to become famous or something, has to be caught eventually. So he has to leave some sort of trail behind. So maybe this guy, this guy or woman, went back and actually placed these trophies that he kept of murder on there. So that's, in my opinion, that that's the only way it could be preserved enough to, like, after several years. Man bear pig is also a very plausible option. Yes, absolutely. So, but that's that's funny that you went there because that's exactly what I was thinking. Because well, this was this was my thought. I was like, "What's the demographic of person that's most likely has a high population of pedophiles? Religious." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, that was my next point. Like, like it's the not fuck? the first time we've heard of religious people fucking with kids. So, so that kind of like that's what I was thinking. Is but the thing is that the well, you know. So I was going to say the fishermen were the last point of contact, but we don't actually know that. They could have been the second last. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> they could have just been watching a kid from, like, I don't know, the forest or wherever the hell. And then as soon as the kid went back, the clear. Yeah, it, it could like, have been, okay, like, yeah. a rogue Christian single. Like, it didn't yeah. have to be a Christian single with well, the group. not even that. It could just be someone who was fucking faking it, too. Like, or just another person who was on the trail saw oh, I'm opportunity. Here. And- <laughs> I'm here to meet new Christian singles. <laughs> I'm here. Don't I? I love women. Was this I love quit? them. <laughs> Was this kid a twin, perhaps? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so not like, here to. I'm not here to abduct children. Like, <laughs> yes, so to me, I'm pretty like, sure that, that guy's one? here to abduct kids. But I, <laughs> he says he's those not. leather boots. <laughs> he says, he, yeah, he's got like leather. He That's says like, he's not. In terms but. of that going to like, oh, th- this is like UFO. It's like, no, there's a, like, for this one, e- like more so than even probably than the last one, the last case example is just like almost essentially immediate thoughts. Like there's a perfectly reasonable explanation. for Okay. This. But that's the, the, the counterpoint to that is in any of these isolated instant instances, you can easily come up with an isolated reason to make that fit. But when you start looking at all the 1,200 to 1,600 cases and they all have these weird patterns, it, it becomes more difficult to be like, oh, it was just a coincidence and this weird thing happened. That's Ooh, the they counterpoint. Need to get, they need to get Dexter to figure this out. <laughs> well, Don't watch gr- that. <laughs> funny you bring up Dexter, but like serial killers, don't they have like a certain area they prey upon or a certain area they drop their bodies off at? Like off at? or So you're thinking parts? like it's more likely a serial killer responsible not one not one i'm saying like multiple yeah in in terms of dumping off bodies like a fucking national park like somewhere that's very secluded away from many people that would be an ideal location for i that's a i mean that's a fair point could be i know it's valid 
could yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, something like that. But then um, again, they're like, aliens. <laughs> hey, no one said aliens. You said aliens. Aliens. Well, <laughs> we can't rule them out, I guess. We can't rule out aliens or man bear pig. Well, there could be like fucking or our Nazi friend. Yeah. <laughs> or German friend, I guess he doesn't have to be a Nazi. He's he's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. <laughs> um oh, every time. Time portals yeah. that they step through. Could be time portals. That's a good point. Uh, okay, so I those were two uh like uh, children cases I had I have, I want to give uh, I have a crazier one because it's, it's really easy the children ones you can kind of explain away mm-hmm. in the sense you're like oh it's just a kid like they don't they're clumsy they don't know where they're going yeah easy to get lost yeah been, an eagle could have picked them up um <laughs> you know like it's it's easy to say that but some of them are it's a lot more difficult when it's uh seasoned hunters and outdoorsmen that go missing those ones are harder to just you know put on a shelf and be like oh it was this mm-hmm. okay so i have this one his name's aaron hedges he's 38 years old went missing september 5th 2014 in montana in the crazy mountains they're called the, the crazy crazy mountains yeah so they're they're not part of the rockies they're kind of like an island of mountains away from the rocky mountains so they're like their own thing uh allegedly they're cursed by the crow indians so Let's keep that in mind for our theories. <laughs> um, the thing that's weird about the crazies, like I said, because they're separated from the Rockies, it, they're like an island of mountains. So there's stream. If you follow any stream in that mountain, you'll come down to the end of it near like a road or something. Like it's not easy to get lost in the crazies because you can just follow the stream out. <laughs> it's not easy to get okay. lost in the crazies. No. It's not that according is. according to any <laughs> all the hunters and ranchers that live in that county. We've all very, have an ex girlfriend who's a little fucking nuts. <laughs> it's easy to get carried away with that. It's easy to get you know, and that's, <laughs> yeah, It's easy to get lost in the crazies and that's. <laughs> I'm Google Mapsing the crazy mountains. Just like puts Google Maps like an ex girlfriend's house. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Like oh, I fucking knew it. Google. Hey big data well google knows they have all the data on everyone they'd fucking know they would know it's crazy this is crazy that's what they should have you know like you know how they have like for sex offenders they have them marked on like a map oh yeah should have like crazy women like marked on a map (laughs) if you meet someone you just like google it real quick ah better not Uh, hey there's your million dollar idea i thought better of it hey you heard it here on the swerve we're on here on the swerve yeah that's actually honestly honestly there would be a market for that probably yeah that could save you decades of headache decades of headache what is that worth to someone well in terms of divorce millions or billions (laughs) yeah look at look at bezos yeah it's like lost like 70 billion (laughs) dollars that's insane oh that's so good so fucking savage okay so okay so search and count the so the under i was looking at an interview with the the under sheriff of sweetgrass county he's the guy who coordinated like the search and rescue he's been a search and rescue coordinator for 24 years and he was absolutely baffled by this case um 
there are wildlife in this area so there there is black bears but there's not grizzlies are really really rare they've only been spotted a couple times they're probably not in that area so that kind of the, the it, saying that it's a bear is hard to say in this case and i just want to start with that so Getting into this case, September 3rd, 2014, Aaron Hedges and two of his friends, they go hunting for elk. So it's 11 a.m. on a Thursday. They go up with two horses and a mule. Um, but when they're going on this trip, there's a horse wreck that occurs. So they're, they're following a trail up to Campfire Lake. And Campfire Lake was where they were going to set up and they were going to hunt for a week. So they brought enough supplies for a week. But then they have this horse wreck because the mule got spooked or spooked. So they lose a lot of supplies Spooked. and gear. Speak. It's funny. It's funny. Everybody that I came across in these cases, when they use the word creek, they refer to it as a crick. Like you a crick. Down by the crick. Down by the crick. So honestly, the that's another mountains. thing. When we're, we talked about a common profile of these things, that's Lack another thing. Brain power. <laughs> Everyone in these cases that I looked into, they call a creek a crick. So let's keep that on the record for the common profile. Well, it's Montana, so weren't they slightly inbred down there? Isn't that one of them so states? There. Like, wasn't the last one in Colorado? And Idaho. Yeah, Idaho. Yeah, that. come on. Tell me there's no... Hey, I've been to Idaho. It's a good place. I'm not saying it's not a good place. I'm just saying potential for inbreeding. Idaho, I'd put it up there. Anyways. Yeah, it could be. There goes all our Idaho followers. Yeah, and our Montana followers. Followers. Okay. <laughs> Montana is actually a beautiful state. I know. I've been there too. Yeah, it's great. So they have the horse wreck. They lose some supplies and gear. And the thing is, though, these hunters, they have a lot of them, like, because they go hunting every weekend, like, especially this Aaron Hedges, he has caches hidden throughout this this county area like the hunting area mm-hmm. so he's like fuck it you know i'll just go to my cache and i'll get the supplies that we lost so that's what he does he sets out to go to the cache it's like north of their campsite it's not super far away he has a gps device um and you know this is like he knows this area like the back of his hand so he's going to the cache the friends they can view his gps position they see his last position there's a fork in the road that t- one would take you towards the cache. The other one takes you towards a stream that like goes completely the fuck opposite of where you need to go. Some yeah. reason he's completely the fuck opposite of where he needed to be. So well, in that story, yeah. they didn't mention that at night, it's very hard to traverse that. Like first off, it's a, it's a dangerous wasn't at road night, though. regardless. I thought he left in the evening or like around 4 PM or something like that. When he was going to the cache. Well, maybe you have that. I didn't, from my records, he just went during the day to the cache. Yeah, it's just 4 p.m., but it gets darker, doesn't it? Like... Um, uh, yeah. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't have that, but maybe you have that. Yeah, because the last time they contacted him was at 4 p.m., and that's when they noticed that he was off course. Yeah, but he was already off course, so it was, already, it was still daytime. PM, yeah, so... I don't it doesn't make, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't think darkness was a factor. Uh, maybe he saw something Hello, that was darkness, blocking the fork. My old friend. Maybe. <laughs> but anyway, they, they find him in a weird place, and it's weird because the stream only goes one way. So it's like if you're going with the stream, you know you're going the wrong way. So like, let's say you were disorientated, and you're like, oh, I forget which way I need to go, which is unlikely. You would know which way to go because you just don't go the way the stream goes. But he went the way the stream went for some reason. So it's, it's weird already. 
So he doesn't show up for like a day and the friends find, like it took him a day to like be worried. So they finally call, you know, search and rescue. And they're like, yeah, this guy's gone. Like he's, we haven't seen him for a long time. But we should point out that that wasn't the same day. They did that after about like a day or two. Yeah. Of him being missing. So, yeah. So yeah, they know that after a day they were freaking out, they were searching themselves. Yeah, yeah, probably a day or two before they called. Because they said that they, what happened was after he was missing, like their explanation was like, oh, we gave him time. But they contacted the wife first and told her that he was missing. And then the wife contacted the authorities. Oh, is that what? Yeah, so it wasn't even I didn't them have that, that contacted the authorities. Okay. So like they didn't, well, that's that just goes to sh- like, they probably thought he knew what he was doing because he did. Like he went here every other weekend. Yeah, yeah. His like, cash is out there. He, he was an experienced hunter, but just in terms of their response to the situation, in my opinion, is a little, little questionable. Maybe, maybe though, but like, that's the thing. Like I'm not, I don't go hunt. Like say you're hunting every other weekend. Maybe you would have that response. Cause you'd be like, he knows what he's doing. I don't know. That's just my, I'm just, that's just the counterpoint to that. I don't know. But so they get this, the search and rescue Funny enough, fucking flash storm occurs. They get 20 to 28 inches of snow overnight. Uh, however, like I, it was a flash storm, so it was still kind of hot. So when they start to do still the a search... Still conspiracy somehow. Yeah. When, sure. when they start to do the search, there's only about six or eight inches. So a lot of it melted. But they get search and rescue. They got helicopters. They got dogs. Um, they don't see any footprints in the snow or anything like that. And search can't find them anywhere. Like they're, they're, they're baffled. This is where the case starts getting weirder. They search and rescue, not even search and rescue, it was a woman w- with her German shepherd. She finds a pair of boots perfectly placed way the fuck away from the GPS location, the last known GPS location of Aaron Hedges. Not even nearby, like at all. It's hardcore terrain. It would be hard to move through. There's lots of, lots of boulder fields or fields, easy to slide. So like your movements restricted, you can really only follow the trail. You can't like go up the mountains kind of thing. Like you kind of have to stay on the trail, but she fought, they find these boots. Again, like just, I think it was like six miles away from the GPS location. And they find a, a partially burnt cigarette container of the brand that he uses. So they, they're pretty sure it was him there. They see fire bundle. So like he, he had gathered wood to like make a fire uh, a water bladder so you know like those camel packs they find yeah. that and then they find waist belt straps that were removed and I, I guess it's weird that he would have removed them but some people argue that he might have removed them to make like makeshift gloves and maybe that explains that mm-hmm. but the thing is the site that this lady found all this shit they had searched that two or three times already the search and rescue and they never found anything hmm so this lady finds all this shit after like a 60 person team. They had 20 canine units out and a helicopter. They searched that spot. No one saw anything. It was someone later that came back to that same spot that was already searched, found this stuff, which is odd. Um, so they give up September 22nd, 2014 was when they end the search. So he went missing the fifth. So that's a pretty long search. Never found him. (laughs) 
And okay, so like that's already kind of weird. Like it's weird that he didn't go to the cache already. His GPS is in a weird location. And it's weird that he has shit coming up in a place that was already searched. So a whole year goes by. This is June 22nd, 2015 now. <laughs> they find a fucking backpack perfectly placed against a tree. Uh, what the fuck? They, yeah, and this is the thing. Where they find it, it's from that location. You can literally see the rancher's buildings and the road. So he, he could have easily, if, if that's where he was, he could have literally walked to, like he could have, it would have been a decently far, you know, you would have had to do some hiking, but he could have got to the road or he could have got to safety. No problem. They, and like he was an experienced, yes. uh, he was, he was experienced. Hunter. Yeah. So but again, like <laughs> even for this, I had my own theory. Well, like, we'll get, let me get through the case before you get <laughs> yeah, into go, the go theory. For it, go for it, yeah. There's still one big, big point you <laughs> yeah. can get to. So they look in the backpack. It's clearly, it's Aaron's. Like his license is in there. Uh, The thing that they also find, there's plenty of food. He has tons of snacks in there. So it's not like he died of starvation. He had food available in the backpack. Uh, There's a gun. His pistol is there. And the bow is there too. There's a lighter as well. So like he could have, like he had the materials to eat and make fire and defend himself. And he was, he could see safety and still right. missing so it didn't make sense doesn't make sense what also doesn't make sense if we think about it his boots were found six miles from the gps and i think the 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 i think the the backpack location was another six miles away from where the boots were found so who the fuck would walk that far through this rough terrain without boots without their boots um <laughs> also like just quickly mention if someone was walking through rough terrain without boots, they would have cuts and scrapes left yeah. behind. Like there, there'd be blood or evidence. Yeah, like a canine would pick up on that. You would think. Mm-hmm. So even weirder than all of that, the site they find the backpack, they find a thermos cup. The thermos cup is positioned on a rock, and the top of it is just undone and set there, as if someone just sat down and had a cup of tea. What what is that? It's like it's he like went set there. Up a little tea party. He just he sat down and had tea. Like it doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. Like he didn't have his boots. He walks six miles in a rough terrain, sits down, has a cup of tea, leaves his backpack, his bow, his gun, his lighter, his food. Like something weird happened. Right. But I don't I don't know what. Yeah, something. So, yeah just to finish off this so that's it they find that a year after he went missing just perfectly perched nice backpack another year goes by this is august 8th 2016 so two years after he went missing one year after the backpacks found they find his skull underneath the tree bright as a penny they find his pelvis nearby find his jacket and his cell phone um and this was near the backpack area uh, 11 miles as the crow flies from the last GPS location, they find remains. Yeah. So, so in total, he ended up walking, he ended up walking 15 miles from his original without position. Shoes. Well, yeah, from, from I guess minus six yeah. without shoes. Yeah. Okay. What, I, the thing is, it's weird because he could have followed the stream out. We already established that. 
yes. could have went to the road or the house. He had a gun. He could have signaled with the gun if he was in distress. He had yes. fire. He had food. Um, okay. People claim he might have been hypothermic, so just like kind of crazy. But it, that doesn't make sense because he would have left behind stuff because you wouldn't be carrying all your heavy shit if you were hypothermic. You'd be dropping it. Well, to me, there's a very logical explanation to that. The friends killed him. The friends did? Yeah, if you think about it, he was at the she said, with them. That said the French at first. I'm like, what? No, like he's <laughs> at the location with his friends. They could have easily poisoned him, slipped something in his drink, killed him, and then again, like before, just placed those trinkets there and eventually placed his skull a year later. If, Actually, like, that's a good theory. Not only, like, he's an experienced hunter, but so are his friends. So they would know how to hide a scent from an animal. They would know how to hide any, like, tracks and stuff like that. They're experienced hunters. What so would be their motive? Who knows? Maybe they, maybe they were having an affair with the wife. Why'd they wait yeah. two days to notify the authorities? That's a good point. The other thing, too, that uh, would fit into that is how often do fucking horses get spooked once yeah. they're, like, trained? Yeah. So maybe that was like an attempt. Well, I guess it wasn't the horses, the mule, but even that, like you're car- like like you're not gonna be riding the mule. You're well, I'm just saying maybe they had made an attempt to kill him. Yeah, perhaps. And that's what spooked the the mule. Perhaps, yeah. That's a but good like, point, actually. To, to me, like straight up, like it, it was the friends who killed him. Like Well, to me, I, I'm still man bear pig. <laughs> I'm going that's the culprit. Like, Man, bear, pig all the way. They have the experience in hunting. They know how to kill. They know how to hide tracks. They know how to track a person, first of all. They know how to hide scents because you have to know all that. <laughs> Those are basics of hunting. You know, this also goes, like I just said, I was kind of being facetious when I was saying, like, they all say crick, not creek. But hey, I mean, if I were to wager, I feel like people that call a creek a crick are more would be murders more likely i didn't say i didn't say it but yes <laughs> hot take oh no like um, yeah like, yes that was a mysterious thing but it's like hey you literally have two suspects right there and everyone's ignoring them well let's let's assume because the under sheriff was also baffled by this so let's assume that they did all they could to investigate that. And that the that under was sheriff was baffled by it. Okay. So obviously it's, they're from a smaller town. The, the two friends are probably locals. Like, how do we know this guy could have just been a dick in the community. Like, he could have been like one of those like savage ass yeah, racist redneck. That's true. We don't have enough information to make a case, but that's the case as it's presented. It, it is weird. Nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that could, that could be it. That could solve That could be a, a totally valid reason. Wait, you said that they're having an affair? No, we no, didn't I, know that. No, no, no. I said that they, like the, one of the friends or maybe both of them were fucking the wife and they just wanted oh, him gone. Oh, I see. You're, like, you're we don't off. know. Like, But in, in terms of like them being around the person, it would be easy to poison that person. They'd be disorientated. You could kill them yeah. and then just leave trinkets behind. To, Years later, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they would know how to hide trail, clean up after themselves, hide scent, so dogs could not track it. Like, there's so many explanations there, and literally the the two yeah. most likely people seem to have gotten away with it. That's that's true. Again, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna try play both sides here. The Man point is in any of these well, <laughs> any any of these points, Shadow in iso- Shadow 
any any one of these points in isolation can be disputed but when you have 1200 cases that all fit the profile it's hard to say that they were all like oh it was a murderer because well you would have how some many evidence murders you have a, every year like in these national parks no so like these like, 1200 i don't cases know probably not probably like a very very small amount yeah, but these 1,200 cases are over the course of 30, 40 years. But that's the point. If not like, more. That's the point, though. So That's true. Uh, yeah, I, I'm like, not disputing that. In terms of how many murders, you probably have like 12,000, if not more. Uh, well, across the U.S., it's probably even more than that. It's I know, but like hundreds I, of thousands. But how many in national parks? Near national parks. That's the question. I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That would be that would have been good to have researched before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how we uh, we keep the debate alive, there, Magnum. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm to me, I'm not disagreeing with either point. I'm just, I'm just saying, like both of everything is valid point. There's big data that would argue the opposite. But okay, so I want to move on from that case because there's a couple things we need to get into before we conclude that I think are important to mention. Um, the first one I'm going to talk about just quick. This is like a this is an area that there's a lot of high cases that happened, probably the most amount of cases. So I just want to talk okay. oh, what do you have? So I just want to say this. they say on average there's about 6 people 6 deaths in national parks every week. Every week, every week. So those could be natural deaths or mysterious deaths or murders, but there's 6 every week in national parks. That's in the United States. In the United States. That's pretty crazy. Is uh, Central Park considered a national park? No. Okay, here's the thing, though. I want to push back on that for a second, because in the research that I was doing, it became very apparent that uh, missing persons are not, no one, there's no record of missing persons by national parks. They do not keep that record. Yeah. Okay. That's true. So but, the data that you have, I'm wondering, I'm curious, that must be, they must keep the data if they find the body because then they can confirm that it was a death. I don't think it's them who keeps the data. I think it's authorities. Who That's what I'm data. saying. But an authority, authorities aren't going to keep the data. Like what I'm saying is your data is saying so there's six deaths per week in national parks, but those deaths, they probably all found the bodies. So they, they're, they're not within the confines of the profiles that we're talking about. So then... Is, even, that's my point well even if this is an outlier so there's six known deaths there could yeah, be 50 I, a week that we don't know yeah about. no you're right you're right i'm just saying the missing 411 phenomena is that the the person vanishes and there's no tr there's like no trace mm -hmm. well like i'm looking at yellowstone since mm -hmm. 1972 they've had 121 deaths in yellowstone alone yeah i mean and, and, and those were people like again ones that were found yeah, but the thing is, how many of those deaths yeah. are murders? We don't know. Well, I, yeah, that's I, the thing we don't know. I, I mean, that's a, that's a good know. point of information. We don't know if any of these three cases were murders either. No, yeah, we don't. Right. We don't know anything, that's but it, that's a good Very point to bring up. <clears throat> so, okay, I want to talk about this area where there's a lot of shit that goes down, and there's a lot of links to some weird shit. So, okay, there's this place called uh, Don, Don Alvista. Um, it's not too crazy, uh, like there's basically there was three missing persons cases at this one lookout point and the lookout point is not what's crazy about it that the, what's what's interesting is that this lookout yes there's three missing people here 
uh, and they were never found. But it's really near a hot spot called Yosemite National Park, and I guess there's like 50 plus missing I guess persons NV cases is just there. Ceasing to exist. Holy, holy! No announcement, no nothing. That's okay. So yeah. So there's this Yosemite National Park. There's 50 plus missing persons cases, and there's a lot of weird shit that goes on in this area, and that's what makes this next discussion a little bit interesting. So I don't even know how to, how to get into this, but like, okay, well, let's just, we'll just get into it. So there's this guy, I want to talk about the Sierra phenomenon. Now Sierra is like a, I guess a County that's near Yosemite and it's near the Don, Don Al Vista. Like they're not super close, but they're close enough that the phenomenon that I'm about to discuss at Sierra could maybe explain some of the phenomenon that we're seeing at Yosemite and the Donald Vista. So I just want to lay that out. Okay. Okay. So getting into the Sierra case, there's this guy, his name is Ron Moorhead. We'll get into him a little, we'll get into him more later, but Ron Moorhead is pretty important in this discussion. He, he's been hunting in the Sierra area for decades and he has this group of hunters that he hunts with that go to a very, very remote secret camping location. So in the video, the, I was watching a documentary and where they went, they didn't even disclose where it was because they wanted to keep it secret. Okay. But allegedly there's a lot of weird shit that happens at this camp. So again, like there's no trails that go to it. There's no obvious route to it. Really, like you can only get there if you know how to get there. So it's remote as fuck. Right. Uh, it per- apparently pristine nature there. Lots of elk and bears. Uh, the camp that, that these hunters went on to, they didn't drink alcohol or anything. They kept their garbage. It was a very disciplined camp. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is like the hunters that went here, they seem like pretty, I don't know, I guess credible in the sense that they take their hunting seriously and they're keeping this location secret. So what's weird, there's these unexplainable events that happen. Um, I honestly, I wanted to play the audio recording during the podcast, but I don't think I can due to copyright, which we'll talk about later. (laughs) But this Ron Moorhead and the hunters that he's with, they have this recording and it's fucking creepy as fuck. It's, you hear like, okay, so they have this, they're in this like shelter that they built. And they have a video recording of them kind of like looking at the sky and just recording stuff. And you hear these weird grunts and like weird language type sounds. It's not quite like, uh, like it's like a, it's not like a bear yelling or like an elk making a sound or a, a mountain lion, you know, being weird. It's like a language. It's like a back and forth thing that they're hearing, but it's like grunts and like high pitched sounds trying to do my best to describe it without the recording they hear this 1971 and they do recordings of it and in the recordings the hunters they're like mimicking the sound to try and make them do more of that and you just hear this crazy shit and it's fucked up it's really fucked up and anybody who's listening to this uh i would just look it up on youtube type in like sierra sounds uh ron moorhead sounds on youtube and you can find them but 
really like this sounds like we're getting kind of crazy right now, but really it sounds like there's some creature or creatures nearby that we don't know what they are is what it's alleging when you listen to it. So <laughs> they submit this recording to Dr. R. Lynn Curlin. He's a professor of electrical engineering at the University of Wyoming. And he, based on his analysis of the sounds, he said that it's likely a creature that's physically larger than a man. And there was multiple of them. And he also says that the low points that the creature was making, uh, it's probably not human at all because it was way below the known frequencies that man can make. Okay. Uh, I guess also this happened in 1974, so it's highly unlikely that the recordings were faked <clears throat> and the other thing is it, it seems unlikely that it would have been a prank by other hunters number one because they're the only people that know of the location and number two why the fuck would you prank hunters that have guns that might shoot you if they think that it's like a, a bear or something you know what so i mean this yeah. like a cassette tape recording this was a cassette tape recording or uh, no it was a they have a video it's a video audio recording it's both Mm. Okay. and it's it's very fucked up like but it's just the weirdest shit ever and it's it's like you it's it's like a language it's like a it clearly there's some kind of communication going on and this is in the area like the sierra area which is near a lot of the missing person cases that uh paletti's was looking into so it's it's interesting that this is being brought up because i guess <laughs> you know it's kind of it's kind of giving evidence that maybe some of these missing cases are related to a large creature roaming in the woods in remote areas that we are unaware of what is that David what do you think that is would love to discuss more what is that to you guys do you want me to just say what what you're trying to get us to say yes <laughs> bigfoot bigfoot Bigfoot. Well, wasn't uh, this Pilates guy? He was. He wrote like two books about Bigfoot. That's where the conflict of interest comes in. So okay. Before we get, before we talk a little bit more about that, I just also want to say the hunters in this area they also claimed a couple weird other things. Allegedly, they heard a loud tuning fork sound above the camp, uh, which is weird. Like just in the middle of nowhere, you just hear like a thing. <laughs> They also would hear like it would sound like their camp was being like rummaged around and fucked with, but then all of a sudden the sound would just stop and it would just disappear. Weirder than that, they report that they saw orbs in the sky, blue balls roaming around that looked like they were controlled or intelligent. They also saw a three foot long rod of light that moved through the forest like a lightsaber through the trees. And it looked like it was controlled and then it vanished. You know what I find weird? Is that these hunters had a recording device, video and audio, in the 1970s. That's not that weird. Those things are fucking huge. What kind of hunter carries that with them? And I, I don't <laughs> think that they were that. Like, they're, man, they're literally bigger than a guy's head. No, but here's the, 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 here's the thing. Like they, went out, they go out there multiple times, so they probably heard these sounds... This is me playing the side of the coin of them. They probably went out there and like 
the early seventies or late sixties. And they're like, they keep hearing these weird sounds and then they go back and they're like, maybe we should bring a fucking recorder with us this mm, time. Okay. So they like, they know like they they have a reason to bring it. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So the other weird thing about this uh, location, there was wildfires in 2018 and it burned a fuckload of the Sierra forest, but the camp remained untouched. Hmm. So the question is, could a novel hominid species be responsible for some of these missing person disappearances? or some type of intelligent life that we don't know about. <laughs> well, bum, bum, bum. a hominid species could be responsible. You also, it could also be a human who's responsible for it. We have seen evidence of tribes still preserved from ancient times. Like they're not even wearing like clothes. But the recording know. would the evidence of the recording would say that it's not human because the sounds were too low. And 100% that is accurate. Um, no, it's not. No, but... no, 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 no. No, like, <laughs> no, like what you're saying, like, I understand that point. I understand what you're saying. Um, if we, if we look at like Neanderthals and stuff, they probably had a lot different tones and, yeah. and tones than we do. And if you're looking at, so just for argument's sake, if there was a group of people who are not hindered <clears throat> by technology and were, say, isolated to a certain demog- like a, a certain uh, part of the earth, they would have different physical makeups. For example, if you look at the pygmies, they're naturally shorter and a lot more muscular and agile than someone of, of our stature. So are you suggesting that it's man bear pig? <laughs> it's clearly a I'm saying <laughs> what my argument is it just could be another that there's different human, human phenotypes that might have the capability of having these sounds different sounds right. than what we have okay so before we get off this uh, alien slash cryptid ex- explanation I just want to throw in one quick other tidbit of information <laughs> that kind of would be supporting a, you know, a paranormal explanation for some of these missing things. There was this case in August 29, 2010, where this girl, her name's Jan Maccabee, and she's the wife of this guy named Bruce Maccabee, who's a really smart dude who does a lot of like engineering shit or optics. He's like an optical professor guy thing, PhD guy, I think. <laughs> And so his wife, she's hunting and she goes to this tree stand and she's hunting in the tree stand. And she says that out of nowhere, the sound just stops. Like she stops hearing like insects, birds, just typical nature sounds. And it's really weird to her. And she's like, what the fuck's going on? So she looks out in front of her and she sees this like invisible blob thing hanging in the tree so picture like uh you know on like halo when someone has camo and you can like see them but not really the predator from alien versus predator picture the predator from alien versus predator or like if you equip stealth and metal gear metal gear solid like you can it's like invisible but you can kind of see it so some sort of cloaking yeah some kind of cloaking mechanism okay 
she sees this in the tree and it it moves to the other tree and she said the whole thing took like 10 seconds she goes to take a photo of it because she's like i need to get a fucking photo of this for the gram yeah yeah for the gram i need i need to get this photo for my instagram (laughs) (laughs) takes a photo of her ass (laughs) (laughs) there's like this like extraterrestrial alien in the tree she just takes a baby shot (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no she's old but (laughs) my booty when i see an alien (laughs) (laughs) so what's weird she takes this photo uh and like she took the photo she thinks she got it and she's petrified she stays up there for 30 minutes in the tree stand because she's like what the fuck was this um she goes back gives the photo to her husband who's like this optics guy professor phd guy he's looking at the photo somehow the camera okay the camera only takes photos in a certain dimensions it does 1024 by 768 pixels that's like the format Mm -hmm. for the camera and you can modify it to be large medium and small so like just different it's the same proportions but just different sizes of pixel okay this photo was not any of those proportions it was like it was by it was 528 by 400 which is a proportion not capable of the sensors of this camera to take so this guy being an expert in you know this type of thing he's like there's no way this camera could do this you'd have to like mod the software but even then the hardware the sensors of the camera can't even get the proportions like this so somehow when she took this photo it was like jammed and like took some weird shit and when you look at the photo it kind of looks like it's like this bright light or like kind of bright hair maybe but it's not her hair because she had her hair bunned up. And then there's like this weird figure in the left corner of it. Um, and I mean, you can Google this to like, look for it, look for like, I think it's called the predator experience uh, missing 411. You could probably find it, but there's like a weird thing in the photo and it looks so fucked up. But the, the thing is, that's weird about it. The camera malfunctioned in a way that it can't even malfunction based on how it's engineered. And what's weirder than that she has a nephew who plays with the high school band and they were having a high school band practice out on the football field near where she was hunting. So close to where she was hunting, she could hear the band play that night. The nephew and the band members, they reported seeing weird lights in the sky of the football field at the around, probably around the same time that she took this photo. Probably her flash on her camera. (laughs) That's what we're chalking it up to be. <laughs> so I think there's so many cases we could go through, but I think this kind of brings us to the end of the missing 411. I wanted to end on a kind of eerie paranormal base. I'm looking at the photo right now. It kind of like the hair thing is weird, but like the rays, it kind of just looks like sun rays. Like when, when you get the sun. In, yeah, in that's what camera. I thought. That's what I thought. But th- do you see the thing in the left top corner? I just see a hair-like thing. You don't see it? Top left corner. Look. No, like I, I There's don't. There's like a thing in the left top corner. 
I don't know. Like all I see is just like, I don't even want to look at it again. Cause it creeps me out. But, uh, what? Yeah. I don't know what you're, you might, you, maybe you're just like, you're not seeing it. It's very vague. Share the photo with me. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm looking at a different photo, but I don't know what I see here. Like I don't see anything top left corner other than like this hair. What's the photo? Skating hair. I don't want to get into it right now. You'll have to just look at it later, but uh, it's it's fucked. It's just fucked up. It's it's just one of those weird things that happens. It doesn't really have to tie in. It doesn't tie into missing persons cases, but it's just a weird hunting experience that had some physical evidence associated with it. So uh, it was just interesting. But I mean, overall, that's 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 the thing. Like to summarize, there's a bunch of cases that fit a weird profile. And they have unexplained weird things happening. And I mean, some of the, we can, obviously we came up with some very obvious explanations, but perhaps there are paranormal explanations associated with these. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Hmm. I kind of find it funny that she said that she was in, like, she says she, she had her hair in a bun. But it says that after she took she took that photo, she took two more photos of herself, and her hair is clearly not in a bun. It's like she has a hat on. It's just hanging. Well, that's on. good investigative journalism. There you go. Well, that would yeah, I mean that would discredit what that was if that's the case. But it doesn't. Ex- like, it wouldn't explain why the resolution is all fucked. Yeah, no, it doesn't explain that. But I don't know. So. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the summary. Like, I mean, we can get into it now if we want to. Yeah. Um, like uh, on this particular topic, <laughs> the missing 411. Oh, the missing whole okay. phenomena. I, yeah. I guess should we just go around and see kind of what we think about it? And yeah. Let's dance. Let's do that. All right. Well, I'll start us off for this week. Oh, it's not me starting it off? Weird. <laughs> um, there's a lot of, I guess there's a lot of weird shit, but in all of the examples so far that we've talked about, the, the three or four we've talked about on the podcast, there have been some logical explanations to them. And just, it seems like, first of all, David Plotties himself is kind of discredited in my opinion. Before he even started researching the 411 phenomena, he was researching Bigfoot and he wrote a book on why he believes Bigfoot is real. So that immediately to me is like, okay, this guy is kind of off his rails a bit. Well, hey, I'm pushing back on that because we're going to do a Bigfoot episode and I will convince you, I will convince you that there is evidence that there is a large hominid creature I have seen Perhaps. some Discovery Channel <laughs> exposés on hey, Bigfoot. Don't mark it off. There's but. there's some evidence that is very interesting, and I would love to discuss it. I'm not saying I believe in Big, Bigfoot or Sasquatches. If you are a Sasquatch yeah. listening to this, I'm not saying you don't exist. I acknowledge your identity. I just don't know <laughs> for sure. We can but definitely acknowledge your feelings. That, but <laughs> in terms of this podcast and my current understanding – I 
to me, he's very discredited. And he also started publishing these books after he, t- he retired. And a guy who's like retired, he's like, what the fuck am I gonna do with my life now? I have no purpose. Oh, I'll just follow this shit. Maybe I'll yeah. uh, get some followers. So yeah, to me, it is a conflict that, of interest. And here's yeah. the thing too, even we were talking a little bit in between the, the podcast. Like when we were looking at, when I first looked into the 411 stuff, I didn't realize it was just all coming from one guy. I thought yeah. it was like a collective movement, but it's really just Pilates mm-hmm. that's just pushing everything. Yeah. So, so <laughs> that in itself as well is kind of like, okay, this is definitely like not as believable as it could be if there was more people in, involved in this. Um, yeah. Like as I, as I said, we've been over some of these examples and there are logical explanations to them. And as you mentioned several times in the podcast, for every one of these cases, there is an example of an explanation that could be attached to it. So if we had other experts, it might be more believable to me. But for now, I think this guy's kind of full of shit. And maybe he did it. (laughs) He could be a serial killer. (laughs) He would know how to hide everything being a police officer for 20 years, but all 1600 of them. (laughs) <laughs> fucking biggest no. but in my opinion like i think it's mostly just murders that are taking that are occurring and then these trinkets appearing years apart yeah could be me, that is the most logical and most likely especially well the cases we looked at especially yeah. that that could be an easy and it isn't like one out. of those uh scientific laws like the most likely explanation is often more often yeah it's occam's actual, razor yeah there you go yeah so that, that, that's my thoughts on it anyways dragon uh yeah i think i gotta go with envy on this one um i mean 1600 cases so i mean it could be anything like we discussed from terrible parenting to uh fucking man bear pig to uh <laughs> to serial killers i mean I, I think every case is probably different in the four like that we discussed or Magnum discussed and we listened um, like the first two with the kids. I mean, yeah, maybe there was some motive with the parents and, and the Christian kids or something like that. But I think with the Hunter, do you think his Hunter buddies murder? Maybe, I don't know. I, like I think the Hunter one to me is the most like logical explanation out of all the other ones we looked at. Oh Yeah. Okay, I, I just well, don't see what the motive would be, I guess. But I mean, well, yeah, I guess we don't my, know. My point is that, it, it, yeah, maybe maybe Envy's right. Who knows? Um, we'll probably never know, I guess. But um, as far as final thoughts go, I mean, this this all these cases could be so different, and I bet you there is some serial killer type stuff going on for some of them. Like the or, thing is, or, but you're leaving a possibility of there being perhaps an extraterrestrial force at play as well to push back well i mean that's our podcast so i guess we kind of have to (laughs) no to push back the thing is the cases we're discussing are all cases that fit a certain profile so if we're talking about murders and we're talking about like planned deaths those wouldn't even be included so like for instance there's probably a ton of cases where friends did kill someone they were hunting with but that was proven when they, you know, when they investigated it, when they investigated these ones, none of that, there was no evidence for any of this stuff that we're speculating. 
so it's, well, yeah but like we can still speculate that that's the case but no the officers and police officers they already investigated this probably had the same impression that we had and they didn't come up with anything but like so the the one case of um the, uh, the hunters there like that case actually did read into a bit and their investigation was not very thorough like all their suspects mm-hmm. surprise was, surprise the, he was 24 year veteran yeah a police but, officer that headed it so no no but but, but the suspects <laughs> the, the friends they were questioned once and that was it and then they were dropped a suspect are you sure yeah like okay well i, I, don't, on there, I didn't but. see i didn't see that i'm just i'm just going i'm trying to play devil's advocate yeah no i understand yeah and say i'm assuming the police officers did a thorough job as any police officer Hmm. would i think that's a big assumption i don't think it is though i really don't think like (laughs) i don't think police officers and detectives do a thorough job like i feel most of the time they Mm. do well for a missing person's case guarantee we could easily find right now if we wanted to google like many 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 cases that were solved by good detective work so for us to say that detectives don't do a good job oh, that's no, I'm not, not saying i'm that saying that point doesn't make sense i'm not it, saying that they don't do a good job perhaps perhaps but i mean to say that sometimes they're not detectives but to say suck. To, to say that well yeah okay all 1200 yeah that's probably not but i bet you there's a few in there that are yeah well, I'm, we, for sure for sure there's 1200 unexplained which is probably like 100,000 explained where detectives yeah. were good so i'm just yeah i'm just i don't want to you're right yeah yeah i don't want to chalk it up to just poor police work and that's why no i i wouldn't chalk it up to just that i think there's some stuff miss there's some extenuating circumstances that yeah you know and then like we were talking about early on like right away like there's a storm or a or whatever and you know it makes it even harder to track right and you're also tracking in extreme conditions so it is it is weird and the other thing too is like we're talking like 200 plus person search and rescue for 24 hours a day like multiple canine units and infrared helicopter like what i'm saying it's not like it was it wasn't for a lack of trying that these people weren't found like but i kind of feel for something like that that there's uh for those type of cases that there's something uh going on like uh not extraterrestrial but like you know someone murdered yeah like especially if it was a kid like kidnapped and for for those cases like where where there was nothing found and later found that's more like to me that's like okay that this this is a murder but for the cases where there was something found initially and then nothing else it's like okay this one's a bit more mysterious there's a little something here and then they follow the trail and then it goes completely dark like they get to a point within the forest and there's nothing there it's like okay, well, this is weird. And then with all those search and rescues, they still can't find anything. Okay, and let me push back even... Okay, sorry, finish what you're saying. I didn't, Yo, you... To me, like, in those cases, yes, that is unexplained. But again, I'm not an expert, so there could in, be a reason. In I those cases, Envy, man, bear, pig, swallows its prey whole. Well, so here's the other thing. closed. Envy, you even said in some of your research that you found cases where the the person is found but they have no recollection of what yeah. happened yeah. and i i did find one case that that was the case as well the person was found 19 miles away from their last point of sight no recollection of anything so how do you ex- like you can't just say oh that was bad police work and oh that was bad 
this and that and that. It's like they don't remember anything. So like it's hard to like I said, you can you can come up with certain traumatic injury or something. No. No injuries, nothing. No no recollection. Just like saying, like, for example, like here's a few examples just off the bat. Like traumatic experience leads people to omit things from their mind. They just forget it. So one could be that Alzheimer's. Um, another yeah. one could be they could be poisoned, or like e- even what's that drug they use for inducing like not even inducing, but they use that drug on surgeries. So you're awake, but you don't remember any of it after. Like that's another thing that's possible. But then again, it Valium. could be a that's it. And then again, there could be like a point where maybe there was a mysterious thing, like they stepped through a portal or some shit, or they were picked <laughs> up and placed somewhere else. Like we don't know. The men in I'm, black. That's men my, in black came with their fucking wiper, memory wiper. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I'm trying to get at here. Is Will Smith it, is walking through the forest with the fucking <laughs> thing. It was Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to say, like, I'm. I whole, totally agree. Like, we can explain these as it's easy to explain them as murders or like shitty investigation or you know just things like that. But it's it's. For every time we say that, there's a case there's in this There's a counter-argument to both sides, yeah. so yeah. That would, yeah, discredit that. So it is it is hard to say what's going on. I think it's cool that it's being documented, and I'm, I'm glad that it is. Um, yeah, I just don't like that it's being documented by one person. That's the problem, and that's obviously a huge conflict of interest because you're only going to show the best cases you have. You're not going to show mm-hmm. everything. Um, and I also, I just wanted to say, like, <laughs> so when I was t- when I was talking about the audio recordings of the Sierra camp cases, again, recommend anybody listen to this fucking audio. It's insane. I looked into Ron Moorhead. Okay. Mm-hmm. And okay. Do you, can I? I want to tell you a little bit of something about him. Go for it. Who do you think wrote the book, The Quantum Bigfoot? Pilates. Ron Moorhead. Moorhead? Hmm. Ron Moorhead has a website where he sells CDs of Bigfoot recordings, and he's also the author of the Quantum Bigfoot. Okay. Well, that's kind of okay. So that's I, I another so. conflict of interest yeah. <laughs> that wasn't. Sh- when I was watching the documentary, they never said that, and that bothers me that they didn't say that because I was watching it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool that this recording was found by this random hunter, and in the doc, they were kind of saying like how they the hunter was reluctant to like say these things like he didn't want to bring the pilates to the spot and i'm like bullshit like you're selling this shit on a website and you wrote the quantum bigfoot um can i give you a quote can i give you a quote from his website shoot quote you should buy the quantum bigfoot today the only book that bridges the gap between quantum physics and sasquatch (laughs) what I find it more funnier that the person who ended up working on on the 411 documentary is also like he shares a common interest in these things with Pilates. Yeah, that's the thing. There is a conflict of interest, and it's it's uh it kind of discredits the whole spiel. when you just look at the, you know, the intentions that people have, they're a part of these documentaries or publications. Yeah. In my opinion. 
So, well, I guess it's up to our listeners to decide for themselves. I mean, Fuck. if like I, I, if I were to say, I do think that there is some unexplained shit going on that out of all the cases, there's probably some weird shit that we're not, uh, you know, that we can't, that, that, that was weird. That's just my hunch. I'm going with that man, bear pig, but yeah, man, bear pig. It's a thing. I'm just, I, I really, I like, yeah, there could be some weird shit. I don't want to discredit the whole thing. Uh, but I thought it was good. I think it's really interesting. And He's I wanna, half I'm man, this. half bear, half pig. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, Al Gore, we need to listen to Al Gore. He knows. Al Gore, that's right. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that episode in so long. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still like experienced outdoorsmen and hunters are mysteriously going missing. Uh, you know, pistols and bows, many of these items, they're not found. Honestly, what if it's like crazy? Like these guys, like it's just like some like weird like we like some sort of like poison ivy or something like that that's popping up in these areas, like or something, or they're eating this weird berry, mm, and, yeah, then and then and then Pilates is just going off. Like, I need to explain big. You know what's funny? Just setting like, it up all weird. There probably could be something like that where maybe there was some sort of like like flower or something that when it blooms or some shit like that releases like some sort of pollen that does that and he's like aware of it but he's like oh i can't say that because he'll discredit yeah. me so he's like but i mean 1200 oh, cases is a lot of cases so it like, also a lot, be aliens. It's a lot of fucking work so yes 1200 cases is a lot but in terms of how many missing persons appear every year that's nothing yeah but a lot they find so a lot of them one too. man to investigate oh, yeah. or they See, find the body well Okay, or they don't find anything. There's a lot of that are never found and are like missing persons. Like 25 years later, kids or like adults escape from the captors and shit. So, well, if it's like that Stranger Things show where there's like the underground <laughs> monster just sucking up all the people, he's going to come and take over. Could be that too. I mean, any, I'm open to all theories to explain this phenomenon. I just wanted to present it because I feel like uh, it's an interesting topic. Well, we need to be on our toes, obviously. If you're walking through the woods, stay away from weird berries. <laughs> stay away from the half man, half bear, half pig. And stay away from <laughs> people who say cricks. Yeah, stay say away cricks. from people that say cricks. Most importantly. That's important. Um, I mean, also on that tip, Pilates himself, he says, if you're going out on your own, Make sure you have identification, extra water, bring the water you intend to drink, but then bring more, bring a trash bag, a satellite phone, a GPS, a personal locator beacon, a whistle, knife, fire starter, wear bright colors, and bring extra ammo. Those are the tips. Why the trash bag? Is that yeah, so like you can you use it for a lot of things. No, you can. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, yeah, you have a bag to like dismember take, the person you murder and bag them up and take them out. Well, not and even then, that. And like, tell him about the case. The <laughs> Maybe it's like a way to like locate you because plastic won't decompose. That's okay. No, it's you can use a trash bag for a lot of shit. Like, uh, like th there's a lot of uses. Like, for instance, you can use it as a tourniquet if you're in injured. You can use it to collect water. You can use it to like trap stuff. Like, it's just like a multi-purpose yeah. thing. No, I was just making a joke. <laughs> I guess ah. uh, that. Tell them about our sponsors. Um. Okay. Um, thank you. 
That was a transition. That was a weak transition. <laughs> I'm fucking I starving, man. I, just I wasn't. Food. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for it. I have another hour of podcast cases I want to go through. <laughs> Joking. No. <laughs> okay. Good. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna. Before I get into, some, I just want to give some common sense tips when you're going out. Tell someone where you are, and if you're not back when you said, have them call search and rescue. Check the weather before you go out. If it looks like it's going to rain or get stormy, don't, because you'll get man bear pigged. <laughs> if you're lost, if you're lost, stay the fuck where you are, or just like move into an open location and swing shit around. That's what they say to do. Like the garbage bag you're supposed to bring. <laughs> Okay, so with that, let's let's thank sponsors. Um, I'm gonna give a sh- actually here. I want to give a shout out to this guy named Steve Baxter on this episode. Uh, I usually do all the cover art for our episodes, but this episode, I found this guy, and he makes really cool paranormal weird shit. So I took his photo that he made, and I put my own personal touch on it. But I just want to give a shout out to him, Steve Baxter. Uh, I think he's on Pixel.com. If anyone's interested in interesting photos. Aside cool. from that, at least that's not a free shout out. So that's good. No more free, free shout outs. It is a free shout out. No, but he's giving us some. Help us out. Anyway, well, he didn't. On. He didn't. He didn't know he gave it to me. But <laughs> oh, so it is a free shout out. So, so it's it just free. pure plagiarism. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a it's a sharing site. <laughs> Completely just swiped it from this fucking Steve Baxter guy. <laughs> no, I, it was fair use. Um, so that's why I wanted fair, to give him a shout play. out. Why well, you gave him the shout out? Shout out to uh, Sidestepping the Sun, an up-and-coming Canadian rock band that made the intro and outro music to our podcast. And as always, thank you to our unofficial sponsor, El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Um, I've been repurposing it and making this meat sauce with, well, not me, um, but my uh, GF made this tomato onion garlic spice thing with meat and i just dump the fucking el yucateco on it and it's great good shit uh no calories in it so you don't have to worry about it if you're trying to cut or you just want to flavor something up and you don't want to put uh you don't want any extra cows good shit el yucateco see Um, if you ever go missing the first place people should look is in that sauce (laughs) <laughs> well if i went missing you you'd fucking canines would find me no problem i'm just a reek of hot habanero based hot <laughs> habanero sauce based. <laughs> like the dogs there's fucking find me no problem oh that'd be good hey you know what that would work that would be a good thing there we're we talking go. about camping camping secret well, we're talking about judas goats just load yourself up with hot sauce let a sasquatch <laughs> take you and then just have dogs find you and you find fucking bigfoot <laughs> mystery solved um that's funny unless he's okay i think yeah that's thanking them so for all our valued listeners out there thank you for your support and for those of you joining for the first time follow us on our social medias facebook twitter instagram youtube Patreon, give us your fucking money. Get us some drinks, you know. <laughs> give us some free. We need to. We need to have a better pitch than that. <laughs> give us I think that pitch is awesome. No, I think that pitch is straight up just honest. Fucking send us something. We want to get drunk. That's so. It. I mean, that's the thing. If you want to be a this, we're an up and coming. We're the number one up and coming podcast in this niche. 
in our own heads. If you want to support us, you can be a first time, a first adopter. And we'll, man, we'll you shout you shout out. Outs. We'll shout everyone out. We'll fucking make it good. This is a. You might get a dick pic or two. You know, something will happen in your favor. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It might, okay. it might be corrupted. <laughs> based on and in a weird dimension i guess envy wants to send some dick pics out <laughs> uh no for patreon i said there was gonna be no adult content but you know well, well hey we don't the right don't tip by the rules might get you the right uh response yeah the right tip might get you the right tip if you know what that's I mean. the thing yeah we're on patreon we're on if you don't even want to go on patreon it's too much of a commitment and it's too confusing for you Buy us a coffee. Go to we'll have we have a link www.buymeacoffee.com. You can support the podcast that way. Um, if you just feel like, hey, I like this episode. This was interesting. This was cool, and you just want to throw a couple bucks out one time. That is an option. Couple hundred bucks. No, can't do that on buymeacoffee.com. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, you expensive wanna... coffee. You know, <clears throat> I'll take a nice cap. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's good. Um, I think. Well, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. Oh, hey, we're on all the platforms: Stitcher, I Tune In, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes. iTunes. Throw us Spotify. if you don't. If you don't, Did if you yeah. can't, yeah. If you can't physically support the podcast, help us grow. This is a community-based effort. We love you out there. Whether or not you're a Sasquatch or an alien or a witch or a man bear pig or a man bear pig yeah. we shout out all of you um quickly to throw add us on. a cool review five yeah. star review for those of yeah. you who do maybe hear from us hear about us from a friend or are just scrolling through youtube and see us if you have a like a platform that you specifically and solely listen to podcasts on send it to us we'll start fucking uploading to that platform that's a good anything point. we can do to to make the listening experience easier let us know yeah, if you want a dick pic, let us know too. <laughs> That's all. I guess with we got that, small, we got small uh, wieners. No, buy, no, 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 no. <laughs> buy, buy me, buy me a <laughs> Million dollar idea. <laughs> oh, but actually, though, like that could be a million dollar idea. You know how many horny gay men are out there, or like horny nymphomaniac women? Don't worry, I'm aware. <laughs> there he is. Aware. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> I found one. <laughs> we have like thousands of dollars uh, sent to us <laughs> immediately. He's <laughs> not gay German Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he's oh, our best God, listener. Yeah. He's our reoccurring host. He is our uh, mega fan. Yes. <laughs> oh, fucking stupid. <laughs> we have one fan, and he's our bipolar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> bipolar Nazi. Uh, multiple personality. You know, how, you know you're doing well in the podcast world when. Uh, oh, God okay, damn. join us. Join us on the post, Swerve. Um, I think that's all I had to say. Yeah, I guess with that, uh, keep slapping that ass and riding that wave.